This podcast is a production of the Mississippi State University Division of Development and Alumni. to the Ask the Experts podcast, everyone. My name is Ava Richardson, and I'm the coordinator of Young Alumni Programs and Alumni Outreach for the MSU Alumni Association. We're continuing our Ask the Experts series today, where we provide tips and life advice for young MSU alums getting started in their careers out of college. Before we get to today's interview, we wanted to echo our recent Reveille 25 inaugural class announcement. After sifting through countless applications, our judges have named 25 outstanding young MSU alumni to our inaugural class to be honored in March. To learn more about each individual honored, visit alumni.msstate.edu for the full press release. Additionally, if you are a young alum in the GTR area, make plans to attend the monthly Bulldog and Brews happy hour event in Starkville. We had a great turnout at February's gathering, so this is a great way to connect and network with our other young alumni in the Golden Triangle. Make sure to check your email and MSU alumni social media for the specific date, time, and location announcements for each event. Now let's get to today's interview with Bethany Mills, the new MSU Career Services Executive Director who offers practical job searching tips for young alumni. Enjoy. So before we get started, Bethany, could you tell us just a little bit more about yourself and what it is that you do? Sure, absolutely. So I really consider myself a career services professional. Um, I'd say before I got my administrative duties um, in my previous role um, at the University of Georgia, I was really considered myself a career counselor. So I love helping people just find clarity and build confidence and feel really encouraged when they're, you know, going into that next step of exploring a new career or job searching. Um, I am a fellow Mississippian. I was born and raised in Forest, Mississippi. Um, I recently started in this new role, like Ava mentioned, um, but I've been, I've served almost 12 years at the University of Georgia, the Career Center. Um, but I, my very first job in career services was actually being a graduate assistant here at MSU's Career Center. So it feels really cool to be back um, in this capacity, definitely a full circle moment. And honestly, it's where I was introduced to the field and where my love for the field grew. And then at UGA, I was able to kind of just like learn the ropes um, of career services. And I just really can't say enough, like how much I enjoy my work um, and what I do and just helping people in a really tangible concrete way, which is just a lot of fun. So I'm really happy to be here to share some tips, hopefully, and some advice. Yeah, that's great. That's really exciting. I love the term career counselor. I, I love that so much. I think that um, that sounds less scary if you're, you know, talking to students and um, they're trying to figure out what they want to do with their life or um, even the demographic that we're trying to reach right now through this podcast, the young alumni. So I love that term. Um, but first thing that I want to kind of ask you, which is a very broad question. Um, but how do you, how would you say, do you effectively job search? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is such a great question. And it may feel broad, but it's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, one thing I didn't mention is I spent four years at UGA working with alumni. And that's really, I really honed in on that career counseling piece that I was mentioning before. Because when you're working with alumni, and I worked from 22-year-olds to 65-year-olds, 
who were in various areas of their life um, and all had different values and different things that were important to them, priorities in terms of looking for jobs. But the biggest piece of advice that I can give someone to effectively job search is to have focus. So what I mean when I say that, um, a lot of times you only know that you don't want to be in something, that you want something different, but you're not sure what it is. You know you want to find a new job, but you don't know the next step, like where to start. Maybe you know you should get your resume updated. Um, what I often would see, so I'll just use some examples to kind of make my point, but what I would often see were alum who would come in and they had already applied for 50 to 100 jobs, let's say, and I'd say, okay, so have you heard back from anyone? And typically the answer would be no, which is why they were in my office to get some help, which is great. But let's say they've been doing that for about three or four months. Um, and that's pretty typical that you're not going to hear back. It depends on the field, um, but you might not hear back when you're just submitting an application. And so a lot of times when we think about the job search, we think about applying. And that's like just a piece of the puzzle. Um, the first thing we should be doing is thinking about the focus. So Am I wanting to move locations? Is there a geographic region I'm really looking into? Um, is there a particular industry I want to work in? You know, I've had some folks who were working in the big four in accounting, um, and then they were like, I just want something totally different of, of an experience. I've learned so much, but I want more work-life balance, and I want this to look different. And so then we can figure out, well, what industries are you interested in? Because accounting can be in any industry. Um, and so they loved the music field. And so trying to figure out where's accounting within the entertainment and music industry. So that could be an area of focus. Um, or maybe it's a job title. You know that you want to be a social media marketing manager, and that's what you really want to do. You're passionate about the job. And so your focus then becomes the job title within your job search. So I think in order to job search really effectively, you have to ask yourself those questions. Um, the other part of that is if you don't know what you're looking for, other people don't know how to help you. So if you don't know you're looking for that social media and marketing um, job, when people say, when you tell people, well, I'm looking for a new job and they say, oh, well, tell me a little about what you're looking for. And you say, well, I don't really know. I just know I want a new job. That's hard <laughs> to help someone, right? But if, if they do sit, share that, they could say, oh, I've got a colleague that I work with who does this work. Like I should connect y'all, you know, et, et cetera. So I think focus is probably one of the biggest um, pieces of advice that I would give. And I love that. That actually hits on um, something that I was getting ready to ask you, uh, talking about, you know, we have, I, I guess, these two separate things where you're fresh, where you're fresh into job searching as a young adult. And then, you, you know, you're kind of a few years in and you're looking to do that transition into second job or whatever you're looking to do. So I really like the idea of like, focusing and honing in on those particular things, even things like location, like what you mentioned, that is very important that I feel like a lot of people sometimes they don't think about, they think, oh, I just, I want a job in this, but you don't know where you want to go or what you want to do specifically. So I really love that. So job searching has kind of, at least I've found being a new grad and someone who just started working like seven months ago, I, um, have found kind of comparing myself to other people even just two or three years ago that job searching has changed over time mm -hmm. so um do you agree with that and what kind of transition have you seen when you first started versus where you are now 
Yeah, absolutely. So I think they're just, it's, it's difficult because the job search can look very different per industry. Mm-hmm. Higher education, great example. Yeah. Um, for some faculty positions, it may take six months to a year to job search, which is, wow, you know, a lot of people are, are stunned by that versus someone in the more corporate world, it may take two weeks, to, you know, from the start of applying an interview to getting the offer, things can move much quicker. So I think there's like a knowing of the, in, I mean, this is the thing, you really do have to like do some research about the industry, um, do some informational interviews with hiring managers or recruiters and ask about their timelines. Um, some of that stuff is just going to be very industry specific. So some of that's going to be, you know, the candidate um, kind of knowing what that looks like and gathering information from appropriate resources like a career center or um, even family members who are in that field, etc. I think one thing that I've noticed that has drastically changed is this hybrid of online and in person and how all of that works. So when I say that, it's it's a little complicated because there's an online application process, right? So we all know most of the, almost 100% of the time, we're gonna submit an application online. That's great. Um, That may not be actually how you end up getting the job. Mm -hmm. So there's a combination of applying online, doing that, you know, dotting the T's or dotting the I's and crossing the T's. And then there's like the in-person part, which is how do you have a connection with someone in that particular company? So you might use LinkedIn. Um, You might use, um, you know, family and friends just to kind of see if anyone knows anyone in that particular company that you can just kind of reach out to, let them know you're interested, let them know you applied, see what happens. Mm -hmm. So there's a component of applying, going online. It feels very transactional. And there's a component of like making it human, making you human to the company, which can be kind of a hard thing for people to pull all together because it's really a combination of knowing how to job search online and also how to be a people person yeah, um, and how to get in front of people. With all of that said, if you're in the tech industry, typically you can apply online and you'll likely get some phone screening interviews. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be pretty typical. Um, and then just one more thing I'll add in, in COVID era that we're in right now, we've heard a lot about maybe about the, the great resignation um, a lot of people reevaluating their situations, their priorities, their values. I mean, I did it. That's why I'm here in Mississippi, um, yeah. be closer to family. I mean, it was half of my decision. So I get it. Um, I think it has given candidates actually more leverage. Okay. So there's an opportunity to make sure we know what we're worth when it comes to salary negotiation, mm-hmm. um, flexible options, remote options. You know, anything that comes to mind that would give you the kind of life um, that balances out with the kind of work that you want to do that's meaningful. So I think uh, I saw it recently where it's more like the great renegotiation, Mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting instead of the great resignation. So it's a different way of thinking about it. But I do think a candidate right now has a lot of leverage. Yeah. 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 And it's good to be able to think about, you know, this day and age that we're in trying to pull out those positives from this type of situation. Uh, but do you think that COVID has affected that human touch that you were just talking about in any way? 
Here's what I've noticed, and I don't know if others have noticed this as well in the working world, but we had to go remote. We were forced to, and so we made the best of it, and yeah. we worked through it, and we created teams, and we use teams all the time, and we collaborate on yeah. teams, you know, I, I love teams, Microsoft teams, um, and a lot of people really thrived in that environment, and then they decided, I want to stay remote for a lot of different reasons. What I have found is I'll talk to some individuals who have gotten that remote work that they thought that they wanted so much, and then they've had an opportunity to go like um, face to face with like a group. So, for example, I can think of a colleague that left the career center. Now she works in recruiting and so she goes back to campus to recruit students. And she was like, I forgot how much I missed it. I forgot how much I missed the face to face because I just have had to do this all remote and I learned to love parts of it, but I had forgotten how much I missed it. So I think that we don't even know we miss it until we are in it. And then we're like, oh my gosh, I missed this. <laughs> like coming back to the office for some people may feel very, very scary. And then when they come back, it may not be as bad as they thought. And, and, I, and I tend to get that um, from just the previous colleagues that I worked with, but I've heard it across the board too. And um, but I also think like in terms of hiring needs, it definitely helps to do, be able to do Zoom interviews and save some money on some of those like interview processes. Um, but, you know, there's some things you can replicate online and it's awesome. And there's some things that just sh shouldn't be replicated that are in person. So I think it's just a mix balance. I completely agree with that. I another thing that I wanted to ask you, I feel like um, we're kind of covering things that maybe could be catered towards people that are kind of fresh out of college, the younger um, group. So what would be your best best advice to give to someone who's job searching um, in their kind of late 20s and early 30s? So they've been around for a second, they've kind of been in their field, um, they're looking to start something new. What would you, what advice would you give them? Yeah, just talk to as many people as possible, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I can think of someone who recently knew they wanted to job search and she didn't exactly know where. And so I just said, why don't you just stop applying for jobs and just start talk, just start talking to people in the field that you know you want to go into. That turned into an interview about two months later that turned into oh. an offer. So I think being curious and wanting to gather information, exploring what other people are doing hearing from them, getting advice. Um, it also gives you so much clarity on the culture of the industry, the culture of the company. If you kind of jive with that person, you might likely jive in that job in general. Um, so I think just talking to people and being curious and exploring avenues is one of the best pieces of advice that I would give. And also have your, always have your resume updated and ready to go because you don't know when you're going to need that um you should be updating that on an annual basis for sure if you haven't been doing that already yeah so that's it's so funny that. everything i'm getting ready to ask you you hit it before i asked because my next question was going to be um kind of discussing outdated resumes and cover letters and what what kind of habits do you see with things that are kind of outdated and what do you suggest doing to keep up with the times yeah, you know, in terms of things getting outdated, it's it's been kind of like kind of the same. Okay. Um, honestly, from what I've seen for like the last, I'd say eight to 10 years, which it, it but 
it all boils down to just making sure when I look at your resume, I'm thinking like an employer. So I'm an employer at Blank Industry. I'm checking out your resume. Is it clear what you're looking for? Is it clear that you have experience in this particular job that you're kind of looking for, that you have the skill sets, the appropriate certifications, the education? If I have to sift through a page, two pages, three pages, that's not a good thing. <laughs> um, I think things that more so get outdated are things like email addresses. Yeah. Um, making sure those are up to date. You know, we used to say put addresses on resumes. We typically don't say that anymore. So that's kind of an outdated practice. You don't have to put your address typically um, anymore. You could just have your LinkedIn URL, your phone number, your email address, and you're good to go. Um, things like including your references on your resume get rid of that. Yeah. That could be just a separate page. Almost all of that happens electronically. But if you're tailoring your resume, those experiences, those skills, certifications, trainings, et cetera, and it's clear to the employer what you're looking for, you're all set. You're yeah. going to be great. And it sounds like a lot of that is um, not so much being outdated, but just sticking to the basics. And so yeah. I think, what would you say that you see you know, with these, with the new ages of people and their resumes and maybe adding more fluff, what is the type of stuff that you see that you're like, no, we don't need to have this in here? Yeah, that's a great question. I do think probably fluff is one of those things. Yeah. So a lot of times what I'll see is they provide information that they think that they should provide. Like, they think that I want to know this, that they know this thing instead of providing more information, like actually about themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, so things like in the skills section, I'm a team player. I have good communication skills. Um, some of those softer skills, I should see that clearly embedded in your experiences and yeah. um, your bulleted statements. So that fluff, for sure. Um, professional people put professional summaries at the very top. I'll often like slash out yeah. some whole yeah. sentences like it's just kind of like let's stick to like what oh I've got 10 plus or you know three plus years experience in accounting and tax da 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 da, da, da. um you know and maybe something else that you want to tie so it should be pretty like to the point clear the fluff can go <laughs> maybe to your cover letter you know maybe there's a little more of you in your cover letter that might show up or stand out but really your cover letter should be the same right like not regurgitating your resume uh, so something a little bit different unique always explain why you're interested in the job and interested in the company um yeah those are some tips that i would provide for those documents those are all very helpful one one thing i wanted to go back to um is talking about not so much go back to you but talking about staying motivated while on the job hunt because you mentioned some things that kind of shocked me as far as like how long it could take um, to get a job, especially industry to industry. That's something I personally didn't know how it differs. Uh, but overall, how, what advice would you give someone when trying to stay motivated, um, job searching, that fatigue comes? How would you say, uh, what advice would you give? I think having anyone who is like your job search buddy, whether that yeah. be like a friend, a career counselor, a career coach, a colleague, having someone that you can just kind of like have a little check-in with every now and then, you know, and they kind of know to ask you about it, I think is really helpful. 
But that's probably the other piece I would say is I think the thing you need to understand is that it just doesn't happen overnight. We tell folks a typical job search can take four to six months. Yeah. That's very typical. Um, so the you know from getting your resume together, applying for the job, the interview process, um, to the hiring can take quite a bit of time. Um, so certainly the other thing I'll say is sometimes people have an interview and they get so excited and they let everything else you know go that they've been working <laughs> on. Um, they put all their eggs in that basket. So trying to like continue to follow up with people during that time. You know, if you could probably have one to two tasks per week that you're spending on your job search, whether that be connecting with someone new, applying to a new job, so you're really tailoring your documents. Um, I think that um, all of that would be, I don't know, hopefully kind of keeping you motivated in the job search. But I will say, Ava, something that I often would tell alums is if you're four to four months in and you haven't heard back from anyone at all, there's an issue with your resume or your cover letter. Okay, okay. That's very So go talk to a professional, have them critique it. You know, your parents may have critiqued it. It looked very different, right? From oh. when um, they were job searching. So typically if you're not getting a screening in four months, go talk to someone because something's going on with your resume. And guess what? It's a quick fix, Like that's fixable. Yeah. Um, so I, I would see that a lot. So something that I heard a lot, especially when I was going through my job searching process was paying attention to what employers are looking for, but also thinking about what you're looking for in the whatever industry you're interested in or the job position, whatever. So kind of a two part question. What do you believe employers overall are looking for in this day and age? And what should I as a job searcher be looking for? I think employers are really looking for critical thinking skills. Um, that's probably one of the top ones that comes up. We do, um, we use NACE career competencies. So okay. N-A-C-E career competencies, if you ever want to look that up. Um, I hope I can get, remember all of them, but critical <laughs> thinking comes up a lot. So problem solving, you know, that idea that someone comes to you with a problem or, or you're constantly the person going to your boss with a problem and no solutions, right? Yeah. So, um, investigative critical thinking ability is really is really big. Certainly, working with the team, um, intercul intercultural fluency, um, which typically in our students we see in our young alumni we see like a high percentage in because um, this kind of global mindset is the way we've kind of grown up um, with diversity and inclusion and equity. So that typically is pretty strong. Um, creativity, the use of technology is huge right now. Um, so technology is something that you're just really not excited about. I think that's okay, but I think you have to be at least proficient in yeah. most um, in most technology now. Those would be some of the biggest things that I would say. And I think, you know, I hear this all the time, but just work, work ethic, good character, integrity, you know, some of those softer skills, the ability to, to just navigate conflict um, and working with others, I think, are, are helpful skills to have as well. So like on the flip side, what, what job seekers should be looking for, I think it's so individual. You know, I, when I was job searching, I had a list of like what I must have to be happy and to be comfortable where I was, and then what would be nice to have. Okay. Um, and then what I knew I did not want. Um, and so a lot of times, if you can kind of make those category of the, in the list underneath those categories, 
those are really great questions that you can ask in the interview, right? So if you know you're looking for flexibility in the job, you know, you just might ask that in the interview process. Um, what does flexibility look like here in the workplace um, at, like, at this company? Um, I know that you all said you're looking for, for creative um, staff members. What does creative mean to you all? What does that look like in the everyday? Um, so I think kind of knowing what you're looking for and then knowing how to ask some questions around it is really helpful. It's clear that you are very well versed in <laughs> the career world and job searching. Um, so just a more personal question that I wanted to ask you, how, and we kind of touched on this earlier when we were doing intros, but how did you get involved in career services and where did you kind of fall in love with this type of thing? Yeah, I, it truly was in my master's program here in Mississippi State. I was, um, it was community counseling at the time. I think they call it clinical mental health counseling okay. um, now in the College of Education. And um, I got had my graduate assistantship here at the Career Center. And one of my main priorities um, as a GA was actually doing the strong interest inventory hmm. assessment with undecided students. So oh, it was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so many students would come in completely undecided with no direction. We would go through that career assessment together um, and have really great conversations. And um, they at least have some clarity when they left. They may not have chosen a major, but they at least kind of had some direction. And I think that type of help, um, I love to provide that like more tangible, concrete help. Um, and which is why career counseling was just such a great fit for me. So. Um, when I got my first job in the field at UGA, then I started to learn like, oh, wow, like the idea of where college students are developmentally and how I can help them with some of these skills and what they need to be navigating and exploring. I just found it so exciting. And the other part of this, Ava, is I learn about a new career almost every single day, <laughs> almost every day. I remember the first time someone came in and they said epidemiology. And I was like, tell me more about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was, you know, I, it was fascinating. Yeah. And, 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 and now we know a lot about epidemiology. Um, this was, this was a long time ago when that first came up, but, you know, I just learned about new career fields every single day. So I think my love of learning um, and just being curious about the world and, different jobs. It's just a really fascinating field. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. I'm sure um, job searchers in general and just the people that you've helped are very, uh, something that stood out to me was you saying tangible, concrete help. That's what people are really looking for. Like, help me figure out my answers. Um, so I, I love that. But I really do appreciate having you on. Uh, the last question that I want to ask you is, do you have anything else to add, any piece of advice, just anything that I personally didn't cover that you feel like is necessary? Yeah, I think the last piece of advice that I would give, which may seem a little counterintuitive to what I said, <laughs> okay. is, you know, I say have structure, have focus, mm -hmm. have a strategy, right? So kind of know what next step that's what, that's what it's going to help you do is to take a next step. Yeah. But you also need to know that sometimes the next step will lead you to something that you never thought you would necessarily be interested in or you didn't know existed. Um, so be open. While you have your focus, remember the focus is just providing 
forward motion, but be open in that process to meeting someone that opens your eyes to a brand new field. Um, you know, finding a company whose values and mission you want to be a part of and figuring out how you can fit into that culture. Um, so just being open in the process, I think is really um, kind of the key to finding a really meaningful career. So have focus, but be open. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think that's very helpful. Along with all of the other things that you said, <laughs> focus and understanding your industry and the job, the job searching buddy is something that I had never heard. And I love that. Um, so I think that's all very interesting, but thank you, Bethany, again, I do appreciate your time. Thank you, Ava, for inviting me. This was so fun. I love talking all about things, career development. So yeah, I appreciate yeah, you. I, I knew that we were going to have some good conversations. So yeah. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome.